Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashies news stories. My name is Erica and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra and I'm your other host. Girl, I am tired. You know, me too. We had, I feel like it's been just like party, party, obligation, dinner, my in-laws in town. I'm exhausted. I, not the same. I've been like attending a party. <laughs> oh, sure. You did attend one of my parties. How was it? Lovely. So Great. fun. Great Thank you. curation of people, snacks, activities, good Thank vibes. You. Yeah. Thank very you. good. Thank you. The, Thank you. Yeah. Didn't, didn't notice a single mosquito. So update on the. Yeah. Off, it worked. <laughs> but also didn't go outside, but you know, there was no oh, mosquitoes okay. inside, which is good. And that's great. You know, we've got people going in and out. There was definitely mm-hmm. a chance for a mosquito to come in. Mm-hmm. One did not come in. Nope. I realized with this like week of hosting, because it was, so my husband's birthday is the day before the 4th of July. And so we did it you know, something on Sunday, which was the day before his birthday. And then we did a party on the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And then we also went to dinner on his actual birthday. Mm -hmm. And then we had a dinner the next day. And then my in-laws have, you know, when you're listening to this on Monday, my in-laws will have been in town for three days. So I realized, check this off onto like my, you know, my dream house someday, my Barbie (laughs) dream house. Mm -hmm. I need like a separate wing because (laughs) I do like hosting a lot. Like it's, it's fun for me, but I just get so sleepy sometimes. And, um, Taylor does not. (laughs) So I just feel like it would be really great if I had a separate wing of the house, because then I could kind of like, you know, creep off and like, go take a nap or just like turn in early without making anyone else feel uncomfortable or like they have to leave. Yeah. You know, yeah, like re- retreat to the wing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, you guys, <laughs> keep, you guys keep hustling and doing your thing. I'm going to, I'm going to pop upstairs, but like, you're not bothering me. Cause right now, you know, like my bedroom is right behind my living room. Like if I go <laughs> to sleep in my bathroom, it's one bathroom. So like <laughs> me doing my nighttime routine is the same bathroom that someone who's been drinking in my house for four hours needs to pee in. <laughs> so it just like doesn't work right now. And I have to sort of like rally. I mean, either that, or I could just like stop drinking so I don't get tired so easy, but I don't think that that's the answer. Right. I worked with a beautiful lady. She was wonderful. She was just truly fabulous a long time ago. And she would host extravagant parties, just over the top affairs. And she said that like every once in a while, you know, when she got tired, she just put on her pajamas and that wasn't, Hey, you all need to go. She would just say, hey, everyone, keep having a good time. I'm going to go to bed. Lock up when you leave. Love it. But did she have like a separate space? Oh, I mean, she, I mean, it was a, I'm sure it's a huge house. Yeah. So like that's very nice. She had a wing. She could just retreat. to. That's the vibe. That's (laughs) what I need. Yeah. Either that or like, maybe like, you know, because let's be realistic, like uh, the economy and, you know, what, what millennials like us might even be able to get our grubby little hands on, if anything, is just like a separate floor. You have a good setup because you have a separate floor. So someone could, in theory, retreat Mm -hmm. to, because your salon where yes. the parties will be taking place is on a separate floor than yeah. the bedrooms and stuff. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of great. You're kind of living the dream. It's I'm very happy here. And just every once in a while, 
I'll see a rat the size of a Rottweiler in the garage, uh-huh. the parking garage. Sure. Yeah. So it's kind of that like, uh, you know, trade-off, the the um, karmic debt. Is, Nothing's perfect. For this rent control place is for me to see a rat that could take like a, ro- a rodent of unusual size. Sure. Monster rats. A monster rat. But, but again, just every so often it's not all the time so it's yeah. you know it, it it all works out in the end in the end <laughs> totally totally yeah, yeah yeah but babes what you know besides like trying to go to sleep early at parties why are you trash i have a couple on here and i'm trying to decide what's the most <laughs> pathetic <laughs> okay i'll choose this one so i was up i i didn't want to sit in my living room and watch tv Okay, I like to watch TV in bed and Taylor doesn't. And I can understand why he doesn't because when he agrees to do it with me, like not do it like sex, but like do it like <laughs> like watch TV in the bedroom with yeah. me. He always like, I feel like he like kerfuffles around for too long and I get bored waiting for him and I get on my TikToks. So <laughs> the my other stories, night, I got to retreat to my story. Yeah, I'm like, you're taking too long to come to bed. Of course, I'm going to get on TikTok. So... <laughs> The other night I was on TikTok by myself. I didn't, I don't think I was waiting for him or maybe I was, but I was so into TikTok that he just like bailed. What started to come to my algorithm was like past uh, bits from like Comedy Central roasts, Mm -hmm. which are always like kind of fun to watch. And so I found, I wanted to, I wanted to revisit the Justin Bieber roast. That's where I found myself at mentally. And so I was like, well, he's not coming to bed anytime soon. And I don't really feel like searching it and watching it in bits on TikTok. Like maybe I should just find this online. And it does exist online. All the roasts exist online Mm -hmm. on Paramount Plus. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. Paramount Plus, the one that I use belongs to a brief, like it's an ex, but like we stayed (laughs) friends. But like, we've also drifted apart kind Mm -hmm. of vibe, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm married. They are in like a really long-term relationship. Like everything is fine. And I don't know that they would have necessarily cared. (laughs) You're like, I don't think that they care if they were to find out that I still use their Paramount Plus because, you know, like she gave it to me for drag race, but I, I still just like to fly under the radar there. Yeah. And I was like, how, how are they not going to know who wouldn't change their Paramount Plus password if you saw recently watched the roast of Justin Bieber? (laughs) You know, because like, again, I don't think that they remember that I have their password. I I don't think they would care, you know, per se. Yeah. But they watch Drag Race. I watch Drag Race. That all probably feels very like, who knows, whatever. But some stuff shows up under your currently watching where you're like, who the hell has my password? And I know it. I just know that if I would have watched that Justin Bieber roast, the good times would have come to an end. And I was even like thinking, I'm like, who else has Paramount Plus so Babe, that when this ends, what, I, do you I got it? Paramount Plus and I'm going to make you a profile today. Oh like, my God. Thank God. Right now. I'm sharing, like right now you can, you can jump, you'll have your own profile. You won't fuck up my algorithms. I can watch. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. I don't have my own profile on her, on her plus. Cause why would I? And I was like, well, I mean, if I wanted to make one, I should have made one two years ago. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. when she gave me this password. So, wow. I'm so excited, but like, 
you have to make a promise. Like, only go and check up on me a couple times. And if you see that I've only watched Call Me Central Roasts, you can't judge me for that. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to set it to kids mode only. So you're no. going to get like iCarly and SpongeBob, maybe Paw Patrol. I don't know. It's no. a little risky. I don't like how saucy Paw Patrol is for you. That's but... fair. I can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't it. want you getting lippy with me if you watch Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll make you a profile. I'm doing it right now because my ADHD is like, if I don't do it now, I'll forget forever. Anyway. Thank you so you. much. Yeah. Wow, that really worked out for me, babe. Why are you trash? Okay, so I, you know, I've been been Jonesing. I haven't been on an airplane in in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about, you know, the, the lounges and, and trying to decide mm. where I want to go next, right? Planning all these things. So it makes me remember some of my previous airplane, you know, exploits, if you will. Me and you getting a massage at an airport in Canada. <laughs> yes, yes. On a long layover. Yeah, time like to that. kill. Yeah. We had time to kill. There's only so many drinks to drink. Absolutely. Oh, one time I was I was flying with my with my old roommate, my dear friend, Aaron Bounds, and a guy at the airport asked us to watch his bag. Nope. Report uh, that. Yeah. And Police. so <laughs> Aaron just goes, do you have a bomb? <laughs> <laughs> so, and he was like, uh, and we were like, no, we, we, we can't. <laughs> and he just left it. And we were like, uh, we got to call somebody, you know, this is, <gasps> this is no good. This is no good. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm going to go use the bathroom. Here's my, like, can you watch my last like It was like a full-blown bag. And it was like one of those, um, like, larger duffel. It shouldn't have been a carry-on size. Like, it was, you know, like the army, they give you that duffel bag that's like half the size of your body. Sure. It was like one of those. And I'm like, that's not carry-on size. What do you got wow. in there, buddy? It was very, ugh. And then- this was prior to COVID. And then in COVID, I was wearing a mask at the airport and I was flying and there was a seat to the left of me, a seat to the right of me. And I'm sitting there and this like elderly couple is coming, you know, it's a man and woman, you know, probably in their seventies. And so I move one over so they can sit together. Right. Uh I think I'm doing the right thing. Right. Well, as they're about to sit down, I sneeze. And this is like the height of, you know, it's like 2021. And I was like, Oh, it's just, it's just allergy. And they were like, you also are not very subtle with your sneezes. No, for the listeners, I have a screen sneeze. I throw it out. I throw out people like you. It's horrific. Like sound waves, like shock waves are made from this. If other, you know, other species, aliens are like observing earth and they're like, what's that blip every once in a while? Like we hear weird sounds from the ocean. <laughs> Aliens are hearing my sneeze and like, I don't know. That looks scary. I don't like those blips that happen. <laughs> so yeah. I sneeze. And again, I've moved over. So this lovely elderly couple could sit by each other and they were like, oh no, that's okay. <laughs> like stood. I didn't sit down. It's the only two seats in the airport <laughs> left. They were like, no, we're not going to sit by her. We'll catch the next flight. They're like, no, we're going to go ahead. I was like, oh no. I felt so horrible. And, but there's nothing you can do about such things. But I, I, I hate that my body's reaction is this, but I think that guy's trash for asking us to watch his inconspicuous bag. Like, what are you doing with that bag? So you reported it? 
No, I mean, he came back because we were like, what do we do? What, what we? I don't know. And like after like a couple minutes, he came back, gave us the like death stares of like, you wouldn't watch my bag. And so we were like, Ugh, okay. Well, it's not like you got stolen. So you obviously watched it a bit. Uh, I guess, you know, um, speaking of that. Okay. So there's this old, have you ever heard the story about the dead dog in the New York city subway? Girl, no, of course I haven't heard that story. Okay. So I think this story has been around for a very long time and it's at this point, everyone has their version of it. I heard it in 2005 for the first time. And the way it was told to me was my friend's friend, right? So somebody I had just met their friend was studying in New York city somewhere Uh and they were asked to house it for their professor, right? Oh, that's, that's a pretty prestigious deal. I'm sure. Uh Oh, this, they had a giant black lab, beautiful dog. They had this dog, right? Something happens and the dog passes away. (gasps) And so they're freaking out and they call, you know, they call the vets, they call all the people and they're like, Hey, can you come help us? And they're like, no, we can't come pick it up. You have to bring it to us. Well, she doesn't have a car. You know, again, this is the story being told to me. She doesn't have a car. And so she finds a huge duffel bag at this professor's home, loads the dog into it and is taking it on the subway. So, so she's got to take this huge black lab and a duffel, you know, just passed away dog in a black lab. So she's getting down to the subway and this man approaches her and she goes, what's in the bag? And again, this is, you know, 2005, very naive Erica straight from, from Sterling, Oklahoma, where you would just bury a dog in the backyard or something. And the girl is thinking on her feet and she just goes, well, she doesn't want to say it's a dead dog, you know? So she thinks on her feet and she goes, um, computer parts. And the guy punches her in the stomach, grabs the bag and runs away. So now in the course of like three hours, this dog has passed away. She has loaded into a duffel bag. It has been stolen by someone. She got mugged. Yeah. You know, the, the professor is like in, in Europe or, or Asia or somewhere. So the, the times she hasn't even been able to call them and say, hey, by the way, Fluffy has passed. And so, you know, the story was always that, that happened to my friend. Well, I found an article online about it recently that was basically like, oh, this story has been told since like the 70s or 80s. Like everyone has their iteration of the story and their details, but it's basically an old wives tale. It's just like fake. But What's I the point how what a weird old I think it's just tale. like shocked of like now this thief is gonna have to like open a bag that he thinks is computer parks that he can sell and it's just a dead dog. But it was just like, oh, how do people I think it, I'm sure it was started by somebody in like a rural area that was like, how do people in New York City even live? <laughs> totally. Somebody will steal your dead dog and you gotta take your dog on the subway, you know, like one of those things that just grew and grew. Maybe there's truth to it somewhere, but I just think of that anytime somebody has like one of those large duffels is I'm like, what's there's in there? Computer dog, parts? Dude. Dead dog? What, what are you doing? So then, you know, then she had to call her professor and be like, I'm so sorry. Her dog passed away. And then someone robbed me <laughs> of it. Anyway, all set to say, probably fake, but anytime I see somebody in a duffel bag, I think that they were just robbed. And that brings us to our first story. Yeah. Let's go back to another fake story from Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> From WAFB.com, gas station clerk asked friend to rob the store so he can go home early, the police say. So according to the Tol- Tulsa Police Department, an investigation began when an employee reported that a man walked into the store on June 5th, handed him a note that read, give me all your money or I will shoot you. And then he complied and the suspect left 
with the cash, which by the way, you're not setting yourself up to go home early if you're going to call in a whole police investigation. Those no, they got to come and then you got to give a statement. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, what if his shift started at like eight and had to go to six o'clock in the morning and this guy came in at like nine? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so the investigators later identified the thief who shared the same last name, but was of no relation to the suspect. <laughs> They're both suspects, I guess. Now he was arrested three days later. And then eventually the man that was arrested for the theft was confessed to the robbery, but said that his friend asked him to set up the crime because he wanted to go home early. Yeah. They had like this third person involved, the guy who worked at the store who called his friend, who called her friend. Yeah. Basically, he said, I want to go home early. And she was like, I have someone who owes me a favor who has your same last name, but by the way, but you're not related. I'm going to call him. And then this guy was like, well, I'll do anything for you, baby. And Say less. You want to go yeah, home early? Like, I got you. <laughs> also, turns out that that friend, the girl had outstanding warrants, but then she provided the text messages that like <laughs> confirmed that the guy who was, you know, robbing the store was only doing it because he was asked to do it. So this guy who worked at a gas station who just wanted to go home early is now being charged with embezzlement and conspiracy to commit a felony. The guy who actually robbed the show or the store is now conspiracy to commit embezzlement and possession of a firearm after the former conviction of a felony. And then this girl arrested on that warrant that she already had and might also get the embezzlement charges. Was it worth it? For those six hours, you got to go home early? No. We've all had those thoughts of like, well, I used to work at restaurants and I would think to myself, man, wouldn't it be crazy if there was a fire in the kitchen? Like nobody gets hurt, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like it, but we have to go home today because of it. (laughs) But, you know, you don't ever do, you don't ever like the fire. No. And if there was a real fire in the kitchen, that would be horrible and scary. And he probably wouldn't have to go to work for a few days and then you're losing out on money. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I've worked at a gas station. I get it. I wanted, anytime you're changing the soda, those like soda machines and the big bags and cleaning the deep fryer at the end of the night with the oil. And it's like, what step goes where? And it's, it's the most complicated thing I've ever done in my life is cleaning out the oil from like a big deep fryer machine. There were so many steps. Surprised that that gets clean. I would just assume that they reuse that oil over and over nightly. Every night we drain it every night. You know, there's a company that doesn't, or that is reusing things. Yeah, that's right. From our, in our second story from CNN.com. Hilton is recycling used bars of hotel soap to save the planet, AKA used soap from Hilton hotels are getting a second life. Yeah. So they announced Monday that they will collect the used bars of soap from guests and then recycle them into 1 million new soap bars by October 15th, which is global handwashing day. It's uh, in conjunction with Clean the World, which is a social organization that distributes soap to communities in needs. So they grab the used soap, crush it, sanitize it, and then cut new bars. I have a qu- personal question for you. What? Let me just preface this. Like, what's your hygiene? Or, like, do you use a body wash? Do you have a loofah? Do you use a bar soap? Like, what? What's your cleaning shout? What's your clean routine? I need to improve it because I know what I'm doing. I think is wrong. <laughs> there has been times where I was a bar of soap girly, but it was because someone I was dating at the time, their parent made soap. 
Mm. So it was like, I had like kind of always access to it, Mm -hmm. but now I am a body wash gal, Mm -hmm. but it's like the Trader Joe's body wash, which I know is an issue. I mean, every other product in my shower is expensive, but that body wash is not. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of feel like ashamed about it, (laughs) but that is what I, I use. Okay. Um, no loofah, no nothing. Just just the body wash, hands. hand to body wash. Okay. Hand okay. Body wash. What do you do? Do you wash your legs every time? Yes. I wash my legs. Okay. That was just, that was dialogue. That was, that was just, no, I know people, people do it. That was like a whole thing. Everyone <laughs> was finding out that white people don't wash their legs. <laughs> I, t- I do wash my legs. <laughs> um, but it is usually because I'm shaving my legs. So yeah. okay. There, a, you go. You, there you go. You know, I'm not going to just go in dry and do that. Yeah. Well, Winston, <laughs> Winston has issues with my, <laughs> and not that he thinks I'm, I'm dirty or, or, or smell bad, but I'm, I'm a bar to soap bar to soap to body directly. And that's I think what I would I, do. That's what I do. And, and he's like, that is disgusting. <laughs> he's like, who cleans the soap? And I'm like, the water <laughs> cleans the soap. And he, he, he's a body wash and loofah man. He has like all sorts of loofahs. And I'm trying who to cleanse the loofah. Who that's why I said, those, those are just mold factories just yeah. sitting there. And I'm like, get a new one, get a new one every like other week, it seems. But he's trying to get into the sponge, like the natural loofahs. We're working on it. We're working towards it. But he thinks I'm gross for just using bar soap, bar soap to body. So listeners, what do you do? How do you clean? <laughs> he, we had a lot of, we had a lot of conversations when the, like, do you wash your leg conversation came up on, on the social media and yeah. He's like, yeah, y'all smell like wet dogs. <laughs> For a while, I, like when that happened, the, do you wash your legs thing happened? I was like, do I need to start using a washcloth? Because that was like some of the big critiques of like, yeah. you don't wash your legs, you don't use washcloths you yes. don't, and all this kind of stuff. And so I like introduced a washcloth for like a second, but it's not for me. It's not for me. It's just like this soaking wet rag now that I have to dry and hang. And then it's like, yeah, I, and it like, yeah. it's not he, cute. It looks no. like shit, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. It exfoliates and blah, blah, blah. And I'll use like a washcloth on my face, you know, Mm -hmm. outside of the shower within the skincare routine, Mm -hmm. but that's, it's not becoming like sopping wet. Yeah. Like, I don't even feel like I'm getting, I feel like all of the soap is falling off of the cloth before I can even get it on my body. Right. I'm not getting a lather (laughs) from a washcloth. Yeah. I I don't care for the washcloth myself. I. It's just, yeah, it just, to me, it's the same as a, it just sits there. Even if it's dried, it's like, there's dirt on the, even if you wring it out and I'm like, no, unless I had a new washcloth every day and who has the time to do that laundry? Who honestly, I, I feel like maybe the, the Europeans may, might do it better. Who knows what Europeans write in, what is your hygiene routine? What have you guys been doing for, you know, eons since you've been around longer? You remember how that got started? It got started because all these celebrities started coming out talking about how they don't wash themselves. They don't fucking kids. wash. Yeah. Like they don't oh shower. My, like Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher are like, yeah. we only wash them when we see dirt. And I'm like, you have to wash your kids. Like, yeah. that, no, there was a, there's a podcast that was going around about people talking about like our, our dirt biomes and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, 
That's what people in like the 1800s thought. And then doctors justified not washing their hands. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, I can't with these. Listen, I, I, I love. I do think though that your body does need some stuff like that. You know, if you're too clean, you're going to you know, like get sick easier if you're well, not like exposed to that's what I used things. to think. And I read an article that's like, no, like you don't have to expose your kids to certain things to keep them healthier. That's not necessarily, I'll find the science. Doctors Did you hear in. about the, the, what people were doing during COVID like to get their kids to get chicken pox. Cause they couldn't throw chicken pox parties anymore. No. Like they were just basically like trying to like find ways to expose their kids to chicken pox and like buying like off market or like black market, like chicken pox. I don't know. Like, I don't cult- know. oh my God, like cutting their kids with cultures and shit. Like, no, yeah, like crazy shit. Listen, I'm not a parent. I'm going to Google chicken pox parties COVID and see what these lunatics were doing. Uh, Speaking it, of cutting like- though. Yeah, speaking of cutting and carving and all sorts of old stuff. <laughs> from another one from CNN, who was, this was sent in by Tina Curry. Thank you. A video shows a tourist carving his girlfriend's name into Rome Coliseum. You guys, please don't do this. Like the Coliseum is so old. It's 2000, over 2000 years old. And you thought to yourself, I'm going to carve in Ivan plus Haley. 23 in the age of Instagram and online presence, you think that your love matters enough that it should go into the Coliseum. Where do you get off? This makes me mad. Honestly, like go buy her a star or something. Don't do. I hate vandalism. I hate vandalism. And they're not even married. It's they're fianced. I'm like, come on. Go grab a lock and put it on that stupid bridge in Paris or Thank something. you. Yes. Like, you know, chalk it. R- write her name in the sand, like Miley says. Like, I, yeah. The uh, cultural minister of uh, Italy and Rome tweeted, I consider it very serious, unworthy, and a sign of great incivility that a tourist defaces one of the most famous places in the world, a historical heritage site such as the Colosseum, to carve the name of his fiance. I'm going to give you some good news, though, to most of our listeners, but not all of them. This guy, he was from the UK, baby. We're we are fresh and clear. It was not a United (laughs) States person. USA, USA, USA. (laughs) He's facing five years in jail and a $16,000 fine for this now. He was tracked down after a five-day search in England by the Italian police. I want to see that movie. Me too. <laughs> Just <laughs> the, the footage and then like the cops traveling, the, the montage of them like looking through like different people's handwritings. Totally. This was similar. <laughs> a similar incident happened in 2020 when an Irish tourist accused of vandalism, the Coliseum, he was carving his initials into the ancient structure and someone reported him to the police. So again, USA, USA. USA. And the gentleman said that he didn't realize how old the Colosseum was. Cheers. He basically pulled the George Costanza defense and said, I didn't know it was so old, which not, not, a de- not a defense dude. So yeah, who cares? Yeah. Who cares what you thought? Whatever. We got to get to this next story. 
Hey, this is in the USA. Actually, this is in our own backyard. This is in Los Angeles. Yes. From the NewYorkPost.com, the LAPD has busted a drug lab disguised as a pizza shop. Damn. So it appeared to be a typical LA pizza shop, but it was actually being operated as a drug lab, cooking up illegal THC concentrations. At this point, let's just calm down. Like if it's not like meth or Coke or heroin or why are we still doing anything with THC and weed? Like calm down. So you think it's fine? You're like, who cares? For weed? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I get, I get there's probably tax implications, other things they were doing, but like the drug itself. Sure. Let's calm down. I don't know. I'm not. I'm sure too that like they weren't just putting all the weed in all the pizza. You had to like probably order it like that. Oh, I'm sure it had to be like, I'd like an extra honey pizza. Wink, wink. The super lab was discovered by cops in a shop in North Hollywood. And there's the photos released by the police department that show them standing beside a giant vat that was used to cook the THC honey oil. And then there's other plastic trays of oil stacked on kitchen racks, typically used for food. And of course, you know, there's hot and ready pizza boxes. Their defense, although I hear you, Erica, is that they're (laughs) saying, well, these types of labs explode. Mm, okay. I do just like the imagery of the police going through the cardboard boxes that say hot and ready, just searching yeah. through, hoping they find an actual pizza, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, why did they have all those hot and ready boxes? Probably because they were testing the product and they got the munchies. You know what I'm saying? Boom. A statement from the LAPD said, we've heard of secret ingredients, but this takes the pie. It seems like criminals are getting more creative by the day. Come on, guys. They said that on Instagram, which is basically Facebook. <laughs> At this point, so we have another yeah. beautiful, uh, you know, police statement on Facebook. But yeah. Well, speaking of secret ingredients, mm-hmm. this comes to for us from Slate.com. It's it's kind of an anonymous kitchen nightmare sort of confession that I'm going to quickly read, paraphrase. This person writes in and says, I take great care in my cooking. All the produce I use is freshly picked from my organic garden. I don't cook with salt or spices as it is healthier and my family has a history of heart disease. I I taught myself how to cook in my youth and it is a passion of mine. My husband adores my cooking. So this is no salt or spices, but husband likes it. Mm -hmm. Erica, do you like food with no salt or spices? Sorry, I just I just blacked out um, thinking about eating food without salt or spices. Absolutely fucking not. Yes. So then she goes on to say, my daughter, however, has been belittling my cooking abilities. She's 15 and has gradually stopped eating any of the food I make. She started cooking her own meals after my husband and I eat as the kitchen isn't free until after we've tidied up. So, I mean, you know, your daughter is learning to cook in her youth the way that you have. What's what's the harm? She spent her birthday money uh, her grandparents gave her on cookbooks and spices and has begging us to buy certain kitchen appliances. So she's like showing a passion for cooking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She just doesn't like this woman's food. She says that it's bland and unappetizing. And the the, the nail in the coffin, the, the crux of this interview is that last week, the daughter brought friends over to her house for a movie night. The mom made burgers and asked the girls if they wanted any. All the girls said yes. 
And Jenna just said, just warning you, when my mom says she's making burgers, she means burger patties without buns, condiments, or fries. And of course, the friends were gracious and said, oh, thank you for offering me food. And, you know, I was very grateful that Jenna had respectful friends. But the mom said, I felt humiliated. It's it's so it's crazy, right? Because this person's like, I know it's normal for teens to go through a rebellious phase, but I have my own daughter criticizing something that's so precious to me and it's unbearable. Every time she foregoes dinner with me and my husband and prepares her own meal later, it's like a slap in the face. I love the food I make and I'm sick of her acting like it's beneath her. Is there anything I can do about my daughter's behavior? It's like you want to feel for this woman But at the same time, first of all, she's going so hard on the food that she likes. Like she's, she's not admitting at all that maybe her food might suck because she doesn't use salt or spices. Fine. You have a history of heart disease, but maybe skip making burgers rather than, I I don't know. You have, your body has to have salt. Like it's, it's a, you have to have salt as a body. Like you can't go without the iodine in it. Like I don't feel bad for this mother at all. Like her lack of self-awareness and her like insult. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know how you learn to cook. Like boiling potatoes and cutting a piece of kale is not cooking lady. Yeah. It sounds like she's serving like prison food. So it's like what she's saying is, oh, my daughter's being angsty and mean, which might be true. But also your 15-year-old daughter is like buying cookbooks because she wants to eat better food. And spices. Oh, <laughs> uh, spices. You're not going to get a heart attack from putting a little oregano on, some little no. rosemary on some chicken. Sprinkle a little garlic salt. Yeah, I, I it's, she's just like, what can I do? And it's like, I like that she's saying this is her being rebellious and, and like criticizing. It's like, I'm sorry. I, this isn't a rebellion. Like, this is someone that, I don't know, like the daughter's like, fine, I'll make my own stuff. You don't have to make it this way. I'm going to yeah. do my own thing. But also warning her friends, like, listen, my mom's going to serve you some like, I thought that was a real one move. Hamburger. I'm like, yeah, that's like a friend. Cause I've been in, I've been in other people's homes and I'm a good guest. I'll eat whatever's put in front of me. Oh yes. But I would have loved a heads up sometimes of like, Hey, my mom puts uh, a boiled egg over everything. And you're like, what? It's, you know, I don't know. I it just, uh. I, I just, her lack of self-awareness and thinking she's being healthy is what makes me irritated because it's not, you know, but. Well, speaking of rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> from usatoday.com, we have an absolute icon. A man skips work for six years and no one notices. <laughs> a 16 year old Spanish man was fined this week after officials discovered he hadn't shown up to work for at least six <clears throat> years. The Guardian reports. Ironically. The civil servant was discovered only when the deputy mayor attempted to give him an award for 20 years of loyal and dedicated service. Hilarious. Oh, and he said, I thought, where is this man? Is he still there? Has he retired? Has he died? And basically from there, a legal case was launched against him. It finally wrapped this week. The man retired in 2011 and lost an appeal and was issued a fine of approximately $30,000. But that's the equivalent of one year salary after taxes. And that's the most that could be legally reclaimed. So basically they're like, oh yeah, yeah. like you didn't do anything for it that they can only discover six years, possibly as long as 14 to have done absolutely no work. 
I love that he's still retired. So, and also they just wrapped this up, but this is, this took place in 2011. Honestly, he spent more time fighting this man than he spent not working. We've been to Barcelona. Oh yeah. Spain has its own, Spain has its own timelines. You know, he was just taking, you know, uh, little siestas and just uh, did what he wanted in his free time. He was an avid reader of philosophy. <laughs> I love it. Like, uh, so he, he was supposed to be supervising the construction of a water treatment plant, but the water company thought that the city council was in charge of this guy. And the city council thought the water company was in charge of him. And then the water company manager admitted that he's never seen him for years, despite <laughs> having an office across from him. And then the guy was like, well, I was bullied and I gave a, I was given a job that didn't have real work to do because I'm a socialist. It's so crazy. He's like, yeah, I had a job, but no one gave me anything to do. And everyone's you- like, well, who was checking up on this guy? You were. No, you yeah. were. <laughs> I mean, what? It's have, you heard of, have you heard of those people that like get lost, like departments merge or shift and they like no longer have anyone to report to. Yeah. I, I I think there was an old This American Life or something about a guy that was at AT&T for years because, you know, departments merge. This is back kind mm-hmm. of like early 2000s. And he just, as long as he showed up, he kept getting paid, but he had nothing to do. And I was like, what a dream. <laughs> Except having to show up. Yeah, that, that was before remote work, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of show up, you know, you really got to admire people that show up so largely in their brazen attempt at fraud. In their, in their audacity. Their audacity. Yeah. This, this is a crazy story. From the dailymail.co.uk, man gets shocked of his life when he buys two toy poodles for $150, only, be to, only to be told by a vet that they are actually giant rodents pumped up with steroids to look like dogs. Now, these must be the rats I see in my parking garage every once in a while. Just steroid rats. What's crazy is like they have a side-by-side picture (laughs) of what they looked like versus like what a normal poodle looks like. And it does, it looks just like a Pomeranian-sized guinea pig. Like you can't look at that and go, oh, that's a dog. Yeah. Dogs have different faces than rodents, but it does. It just looks like this huge white (laughs) guinea pig. It's crazy. So they just, these people had these two yoked. Sorry, I guess I'm looking (laughs) at it. It's right, right? Oh, icons, icons. Okay. Sorry. Say that all again. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So these bargain hunters at Argentina's largest bazaar are forking out hundreds of dollars just to find out that they're they have these yoked up ferrets. One retired man from Catamarca, duped by the knockdown price for a pedigree dog, became suspicious when he had bought what the Argentinians are calling Brazilian rats. And he took the dog home to the vet for vaccinations. Mm-hmm. So the vet was like, Yeah, these are humongous ferrets. They're huge ferrets. They were given steroids at birth to increase their size. And then they had some grooming. They say to make their coats resemble fluffy toy poodles. A poodle has curly hair. This looks like, I think a Pomeranian would have been a better sell. 
Yes. Agreed. I just, I would love to just like, okay, so this man brings him in. He goes and waits in the lobby. And then the vet looks at the vet tech and he's like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And the guy's like, no way. You know, just like the, the two people locking eyes and being like, this is a ferret. <laughs> Ferrets don't even bark. Well, okay, no, I I did have um I did have to- toy poodles in my life growing up. My nana had toy toy poodles growing up, and so I I can't remember them barking, but I also think they might have been just good dogs. Not that bad dogs bark. I'm just I just don't think they had a reason to. They were pampered, you know. They didn't have a nothing upset them in that way, I guess. But apparently, uh, when happy, ferrets may perform a routine known as the weasel war dance, which is characterized by a series of hops and frenzied attempts to bump into things. This is a co- often accompanied by a soft clucking noise called duking. Uh, <laughs> that is a lot of funny words altogether. <laughs> when uh, a ferret I, is upset, it makes a hissing noise. Me too. I also make a duking and a hissing noise. <laughs> yeah. I like to, I like to bump into stuff. My dog does that actually. When she gets zoomies or when she's bored, she yeah. likes to knock things off counters like a cat. I wonder if she's just a weird yoked up ferret. Oh my pretzel. You can talk to me. It's your auntie Erica. Are you a ferret? For what it's worth, I heard ferrets are okay pets. Yeah. I, I think I knew people had ferrets. Yeah. I remember one time I got to a friend brought over hamsters and when I was a child and I had a record player in my room and I put the hamster on the record player wheel that was spinning because I thought that would be really cute and funny. And saying it out loud, I'm like, how was I not a tiny serial killer? But I don't think the, the, the little hamsters like that very much. And I don't think that's probably why my parents never let me have hamsters myself. <laughs> I don't think that we should be having hamsters. I don't think, uh, oh, I don't think they're getting a very fair run hamsters. Yeah. Well, I mean, they get to live for free. They get to, you know, be fed and kept in a cage and have activities. I mean, that's, living for free is not bad. Erica, do you have any concerts coming up? Always. I'm a festival girly, you know. I have to get the VIP, though, because I I cannot go without an air-conditioned bathroom. Okay, well, my sweet angel, planning for faster and efficient hydration is also essential for festivals. And Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through that headliner, and recover after the weekend. Hey, now, don't count yourself out while you're drunk poolside all summer, Cass. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water and with three times the electrolytes, than traditional sports drinks. I mean, we really have no excuses. Liquid IV is actually standard in my purse. It goes phone, wallet, keys, liquid IV. And with flavors like lemon lime, pastique, that's French for watermelon, and my favorite, strawberry lemonade, staying hydrated is easy peasy. Mama, I'm talking B3. I'm talking B5. I'm talking B6. And I'm screaming from the rooftops, B12. They've got all the Bs. And there's a little bit of vitamin C in there too, just for kicks. Oh, she's made from premium ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Oh, thank God. I'm vegan now. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. We know. We know. Okay. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TRASHY at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TRASHY at liquidiv.com. Honestly, we're so trashy. We're hydrated. Wet trash. Well, according to the BBC.com, that's kind of what this guy did. A man in India conned a posh Delhi hotel for two-year free stay. He stayed in a five-star hotel in the capital of Delhi for close to two years without paying a bill ever. I mean, is this like your total, like, is this your hero? Because you love a discount. I love, I love a deal. I love a bargain. 
I love a Rakuten. I love a coupon code. I love a points, <laughs> a loophole. I love anything for free. Yeah. So police received a complaint by managers at the Roseate House near the Delhi airport after they discovered the apparent scam 603 days into this man's stay. He allegedly owes the hotel over 5 million rupees, which comes out to around $70,000 American. So the complaint alleges that the man colluded with staff who helped him hide the mounting bills. So far, no one has been arrested. He must have been crazy nice. Like, yeah. You know, like, that they were all helping him. Very uh, Anna Delvey, you know, yes. the paying, pa- you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul and and being like, oh, the, the check will clear the, the credit card, you know. Yeah. That's so. Insane. The Tinder swindler. My enemies, my enemies are after me. I'll never. That was a crazy document. Think about that. Yeah. I, I told, I, I hope I told the story on the podcast about my Valentine's dinner. So, yes, you did about yeah. how you're, you ended up just crashing another old couple yeah. dinner. So you guys could all talk about the Tinder swindler. Yeah. Yeah. They, they yeah. started talking about it and I just leaned over and I was like, this is a big swing. But I said, my enemies, my enemies are after me. And they, Winston was so nervous and mortified and they instantly knew what I was talking about and got it. And then we started doing bits and I was like, yeah, but it was scary. It was touch and go there for a minute. <laughs> sure. Of course. So this unnamed man checked into the hotel on May 30th, 2019. He booked this room for a single night and he stayed there until January 22nd, 2022. He did not pay. One of the staff members just allegedly kept extending his stay. They they were doing this with like by like fiddling with other guests bills Mm -hmm. or swapping one for another. Yeah. The hotel rules say that if guest owes more than 50,000 rupees to the hotel, the staff has to inform the seniors and push the guests for payment. But this was not done. It's pretty crazy. I love a bold. I love somebody who, you know, really made an impression on the world like this guy. Well, speaking of an impression on the Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. from applenews.com, there is a son who has penned a hilariously honest obit for his Kentucky dad who died and will be is described as someone who will be moderately missed. So the son called the man a gluttonous eater of fried foods and snack cakes, as well as the occasional chili dog. The 60-year-old man passed and his son gave lots of glimpses into how this man lived his life, saying that his home state, Kentucky, was leaning towards a more liberal values. A divorcee, father, grandfather, and proud owner of a few lots in the trailer park had had enough and up and died on us on June 14th in order to avoid another presidential stolen election mishap in the near future. (laughs) The son said that his dad lived the way he wanted to live. And he said he always met his responsibilities. He worked really hard. He partied really hard and it took a devastating toll on his body. He, the son went out to Kentucky when he heard that his father's health was deteriorating. And he remembered telling his wife, with my luck, he's going to pass it, pass away whenever I'm in the air or whenever I'm waiting to get on another flight. He wrote that he's not a heavy person who dwells on the sadness much, a trait he credits to his father. He had never written an obituary before and wasn't sure where to begin. So he consulted with the director of the funeral home and he just said, gave him a piece of paper and said, 
just talk about your dad. The man says, I immediately left that. I was driving and just parked in this gravel lot besides my grandmother's house for about 10 minutes. I wrote down memories of my dad and that's what became of the obituary. He said, screw it and clicked send. And it's sweet. You know, I think, yeah. I think that those are, um, they're funny and it's a nice way to be remembered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we get stories that we feel like we want to talk about, but we don't really need you to remember. No. Yeah. We don't want, you know, no, th- this is kind of a, an obit for those stories, if you will. Welcome to We Cut That. And we cut that. All right. From CatholicNewsAgency.com, California restaurant had fake priest hear workers' confessions, Labor Department says. Yeah, we cut that. From Insider.com, a comedian makes jokes about the missing Malaysian airliner MH370, and now Malaysia is trying to get Interpol involved. We cut that. from five- Which okay. is crazy because that plane disappeared a super long time ago, but, you know. I mean, we we all cut that from our memories, if anything. <laughs> True. Sorry. From finance.yahoo.com, humiliated lawyer fined $5,000 for submitting chat GPT hallucinations in court. I heard about this new site, which I falsely assumed was like a super search engine. But I would that. be so mad if I had a lawyer who'd put my case together on chat GPT. <laughs> Fine, replace them. Leave the writers alone. <laughs> we cut that. And then we have from today.com, Maury Povich to launch at home paternity test fittingly called the results are in i'm just shocked he didn't do this sooner (laughs) no joke he is 84 at this point he partnered with the dna diagnostic center the same dna lab that his daytime talk show relied on to settle guest paternity disputes i love it good for him although we got that here's from wpxi.com artist sells invisible sculpture for eighteen thousand dollars people are people are dying People are starving, but sure, $18,000 for a certificate that says that you bought an invisible sculpture. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start making invisible art and selling it. We ought to. All of us should at this point. It doesn't matter. Erica, let's take a break. Welcome back. Wow. Hey, baby girl, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. From insider.com, a TikToker faked his own death, then shut up at the funeral in a helicopter to teach his wider family a lesson. Yuck. What is the lesson that you're an asshole? Honestly. So this is a TikToker in Belgium, and he carried out a stunt in front of mourners over the weekend with the aid of his wife and children who helped him orchestrate it. So various clips have been shared by other TikTokers. Show the scene from the day, including shots of a coffin and a memorial. His daughter prepared a prepared the scene with a post saying, rest in peace, daddy. I will never stop thinking of you. People were like, I'm not going to read the rest of her post because honestly, it's like sad. And like what someone would legitimately say if their father died. Yeah. But it's it's crazy that that it was all for fake. So basically everyone was in utter confusion as a black helicopter landed in a field near nearby and his wife and family walk out to greet him he was trying to say that the family had drifted apart and he wanted to get them together he said we all grew apart 
I felt unappreciated. That's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. Literally, there's other ways to do this, such as communicating. Hey, I feel like we're growing apart and I feel like kind of underappreciated. Do you have time to chat about that? Write them a letter, invite them to a dinner. Throw a family the, reunion. Throw a family reunion. Exactly. Like for the cost of a helicopter for this stunt, fly him out. Yeah. It, he said he felt loved on his funeral day and said, I did this to start my life again with you. It's Look, I, I as someone who has lost people mm-hmm. in real life, Mm-hmm. I don't think that this is very chill. I think this is, if I was, if I knew someone who did this and I was at their funeral and then they showed up alive, I don't think I'd ever speak to that person again. I don't, I don't see that going well. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna say I'd kill them, but I'm saying I, they'd be dead to me from that point. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's crazy. That's yeah. That's like a crazy, that's what crazy people do. That's it. Yeah. It, it's so indicative of social media culture in so many ways. Totally. Of, Let me show this big thing. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, this is garbage in the bad way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, is it a cultural thing? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's just shitty. So, so uh, lesson here, reach out to your loved ones. If you feel like you haven't spoken to them, if you honestly care, because the phone works both ways. Yeah, absolutely. That's go to therapy and learn about boundaries too. If you feel underappreciated and and you've made these initial attempts to get them back, instead of throwing yourself a funeral, just uh, you know, set some boundaries and move on with your life. Yeah. Keep find people who do appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, thinking of, of of things that are appreciated, what are you what are you hoarding this week? I'm hoarding I bought like a year and a half or two years ago now, probably. I bought a banner mm-hmm. that's like technically customizable because you just get a bunch of letters and a piece of string and you can make it say whatever you want. Yeah. And at the time, because uh, I was throwing a bachelorette party for my my dear friend, Tess, who, if you don't know who Tess is, I highly recommend that you go and look up Phoebe Candles, F-E-B-E. We've talked about them before on the podcast. She's, this business is growing and she makes some really good stuff. So Absolutely. that's a plug for Phoebe Candles. But so I was throwing her a bachelorette party and um, I bought this banner and it's like in the loopy kind of annoying, like cringy white lady cursive. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, I think Taylor had mentioned why are you getting all this stuff? Do you need to get that? Is that necessary? And I said, well, reuse it. And we have, I had, you know, I told about the birthday party and then the 4th of July, I was able to just use the banner twice. You just switch out the letters. So I recommend to everyone, if you have people over, you know, or there's even like more than one person in your house, there's got going to be a couple birthdays, get yourself a make your own banner kind of customizable banner thing. You will use it more than once if you don't lose it. I love it. I'm I I love a party supply though. I'm I'm all in. I think those yeah. are fun. And yeah. yeah, I'm trying to buy less stuff and use stuff over more. So I I think that's super fun. That's the move. You can make it say whatever whatever you want and that's the beauty of it. What are you hoarding? So I'm hoarding a new podcast I've discovered. Okay. And it's called it's a true crime podcast, which I know sometimes you know, people aren't, aren't super into, but this is the best kind of true crime podcast. It's called 
who shat on the floor at my wedding. Hilarious. It's from this hilarious. So this Australian couple, these two women got married on a boat and let's say at at, at 945 on the boat, they discovered someone had shit on the floor. And so their friend is like, I'm a detective. And then throughout the course of the first episode, she's like, well, I'm kind of like a private investigator. And she's like, well, I've signed up for a private investigator course. And she's like, well, I have the email that tells me where to sign. It's like, she just degrades her qualifications over time and she takes it so serious. And so they're doing interviewing the guest. They loop in like psychologists, like criminal, you know, interrogate, like all these different people that are, you know, that they're interviewing the guests from the wedding and the suspects and all of these things, but they have like actual experts on like criminal behavior weigh in on certain things. And like, it's just delightful. Like, <laughs> the, uh, you know, she's like, I'll, I'll use torture. I'll use, you know, lie detector test. We will find out who shit on the floor. And there is a timeline that we can How lock fun. in. Cause like, let's say the wedding was at, you know, five o'clock at nine 30, it docked for a minute and let off, you know, like families or the elderly or anybody who wanted to go home. And then they partied later into the night and the shit was not discovered until after the departure. So the, the suspects have been pared down to an extent. It's so funny. It's just really cute and charming. And, and, you know, these two women really love each other and, and their guests are fun and interesting. And it's, it's just, it's really funny. I, uh, the low stakes, true crime of who shot on the floor at my wedding. It's great. I, I would recommend everyone, you know, look it up. So yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. 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 What are you throwing away though? Oof. I'm throwing away, what am I throwing away? Am I throwing away the fact that women have to have periods or am I throwing away the fact that men don't? I don't know. I'm having my first period in a long time. Congratulations. Thank you. I don't, I don't have my hormonal IUD anymore. And, uh, what, but when I did, I had no period and now I, now it's gone and I've switched to different methods and, uh, now I have a period and it's awful. It's so bad. I knew I've always known it was bad, but like mm-hmm. this one particularly, you know, she's coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> and so it is, it's like, is, is this what I'm throwing out or is it just the fact of like, I can't think of anything remotely comparable <laughs> that happens to men on a monthly basis or, you know, a quarterly basis yearly bi-yearly every 10 years I can't think of anything that is even comparable to this yeah women do it once a month from when we were teenage preteens yeah you know sometimes even kids at this like you know there it's happening earlier and earlier now little girls all the way until some random time when we're smited again for menopause (laughs) horrible (laughs) i was bawling yesterday because i saw a commercial with a dog that you need a wheelchair or like little wheels for its back feet and so i was you know hysterical about it and i looked at taylor and i said if i were an animal you would have to take me out back and shoot me because of the way I'm acting and everything that's happening to me. And I just, I don't think it's fair 
I don't, I don't think it's fair that this happens to us. <laughs> it's a, it's a real bummer. Whoever was uh, in charge of the engineering and the, you know, configuring back then, I have some words. Is there a, a complaint form I could fill out? You know, and how wonderful and powerful are we that we can make life, right? So like, because that's what this is, is it's proof and part of the process of the fact that we can literally grow life within us. And yet we haven't been the ones in charge the whole time. You, you want to know why men are so violent and why they have to use strength to like maintain the patriarchy? It's because they know they're not shit. They know they're not shit. Why else would you act this way? You're so stupid when you, because you know you're not shit. You know you can't create life. You know that you don't have a period every month. You know you're weak. You're weak. Crazy. You're weak. All right. (laughs) Not you, men. Sorry. To to our male listeners, am I wrong, bro? Like, come on. It's so bad. I You get it. I love you, but you get it. I get it. I was talking about my, you know, hormonal IUD that I got inserted earlier or, or in June. And this is the first period in like seven months or seven years. That was not me cowering in a corner, just crawling up to die like an old animal. Like it was easy and pleasant and light and fine. And I was like, oh, I could have been feeling like this the whole time. <laughs> I'm so yeah. mad. Yeah. What do you, what do you, I'm oh, sorry. Excuse me. What are you throwing out? Yeah. 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 Thank you. I'm throwing out my building, not having recycling. Wow. So that's on me. I have to do it separate. It, it's um, it's a real bummer. And I don't know how to fix that because I don't want to rock with my rent controlled status. And I try not to make any complaints if I'm like, uh, the door's broken or the to- I'm like, I'll fix it. I don't want them to think about me. You know, I just want to be. You got to fly under the radar, girl. Under the radar. I, but it just really bums me out that that's like a thing we have to do separate and, or sometimes we don't do it all, which is horrible, but I just, um, it's bad. I, I just hate it. So I'm throwing it out. Like I wish they would get it, but again, I, I don't know how to let them know anonymously. Do you think it's that. true? Cause like I've heard before that'd be like, oh, they sort like the trash company sorts it. You don't need to worry about that. You think no. that's true? You think that's something that people just say to feel better? I think that's something people say to feel better. Cause I'm like, there's cans, there's food scraps all in one plastic bag. Nobody's opening that. Totally. No. Taylor just recycled some cans. Finally. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but he started <laughs> to recycle cans and I'm like not obsessed with this like third, you know, trash receptacle now of like, cause we have our regular and we have our recycles. And then now we have like a, a bucket for cans. Yeah. And, but he made 14 bucks today. Yeah. So, Hey, fun fact too. Um, if you, for, for your pop tabs, pop tabs, they have a, the, the Ronald McDonald's house, which gives homes to people that say they're seeking, you know, their child has a treatment that they need or something. They give homes for families to stay nearby while their critically ill children are you know, doing the treatments. Uh-huh. One of the ways they fund that is they have a pull tab system, you know, like at McDonald's, you have the little coin thing that goes to the Ronald McDonald house. But if you save your pull tab or your, your, your tabs, they, uh, collect the, like they, they recycle those specifically and turn those into money for, to fund the Ronald McDonald house. So if you're in Los Angeles, there is a building on fountain and the address is 4560 fountain Avenue, Los Angeles, California. They take wow. donations Monday through Sunday. 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. But you, if you 
collect those pop tabs separately and donate them to the Ronald McDonald house. It helps fund those families. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. And there are three gallon size Ziploc baggies at my house of pop tabs that I need to drop off myself. So sweet. Sorry, house. I've been, I've been falling. I've been failing. I've been failing down, but anyway, you should do that. It's great. So look, look up the Ronald McDonald house in your area listeners. So. Where can the people find you at iconic Erica Curry on Instagram, TikTok, and threads. Oh, sure. Yeah. I got a threads. Don't worry about it. It's a uh, <laughs> uh, new social media to keep up with. It's, it's essentially meta or Facebook's answer to <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what will come of it, but I just wanted to secure my name on there. So that's where you can find me right now. Yeah. Okay. So do I have to like sign up for that or whatever? I'll, we'll take this off air. Okay, cool. Cassandra, what? Where can the people find you? You can find me on the Nooner podcast this week. You can find Erica and me on an upcoming episode of the Paper Jam podcast. I don't know when it's coming out, but when we find out, we'll tell you. If you want to listen to the Paper Jam podcast also, it's there's very funny guys on there. They discuss... A couple dummies trying to talk about the stock market. It's great. And you can find me. I don't know. Maybe I'll try threads. Try it out. I doubt it though. I mean, let's be honest. I, I probably won't. It's better that you find me here on the Trashy Trashy podcast. We have new episodes every Monday. We love when you guys send us stories or tell us why you're trash, either on our website, trashytrashypodcast.com or emailing trashytrashypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can, you know, message us on Instagram, which is at trashy, trashy pod. What else can they do? They can find us on TikTok. They can also check out our merch store, which is at trashy, trashy podcast.threadless.com. And you can sign up to support this podcast at anchor.fm slash trashy, trashy pod. As always, all of our stories and all of these links will be available on our show notes in the episode. That's where you can find us. Thank you for leaving us five-star reviews and telling a friend. It really does help the podcast grow and we appreciate it always. Hey, Cassandra. What's Cassandra? <laughs> yes. So formal. I know. All right, let me try again. <laughs> hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Hey, garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.